and on something that's not particularly inexpensive, that we really need to bridge the trust gap. And so I think that reviews are going to be just absolutely crucial for us. So we wanted to right off the bat, have a place that people could leave reviews and have them, you know, show up on the website. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Welcome to the Brands at Book Show, where we help creative service-based businesses build their brands and find more clients. I'm your host, Davy Jones. Today's episode is a fun one because I get to share a little bit about another business of mine that I haven't shared much about on this podcast, while also sharing some behind the scenes of the stack of tools that we're using to make that business's website work. The business is FarmFedBox, and you can learn more about it at farmfedbox.com. Just for some context for any new listeners, we recently moved to Virginia and started farming with good friends of ours. I know that sounds crazy, but we're primarily raising cattle, pigs, and chickens using sustainable farming practices. But what we're actually reviewing in today's episode is how we set up our subscription box website and specifically what tools we're using to make it work behind the scenes. Be sure to check out the show notes at davianchrista.com for the resources we mentioned during the episode, and we want to hear from you. Let us know what kind of content you'd like to see on the Brands That Book podcast as we move forward. To leave your feedback, just send us a DM on Instagram at davianchrista. And if you are interested in receiving a box of pasture-raised beef, chicken, and pork delivered straight to your door each month, be sure to check out farmfedbox.com. We're actually giving away a subscription this week, and you can learn more about the details of our giveaway on Instagram at farmfedbox. Our next shipments go out next week. Now, on to the episode. All right, I'm excited about today's episode. A little bit different than what we usually do. Yeah, definitely different. I mean, I don't think that we have ever talked about physical products very often. And then today's physical product is kind of a unique physical product. Yeah, for sure. And so, and I mean, just a lot of the content focusing on service-based businesses primarily, we don't talk a ton about online businesses. And, you know, if you're interested more in online business talk, you know, we have another podcast through Till Agency called Stuff Marketers Say, where we cover a lot of that. But today we're talking about launching a subscription box website. And it's for, you know, is exciting to launch one, because it was the first subscription box website that I helped build. 
All right. right. And then it was also exciting because it was for one of my businesses. So as uh, many listeners of the podcast already know, I'm obviously a part of Baby and Krista, <laughs> but then also uh, the Till Agency where we do uh, digital ads and search engine optimization. But I'm actually part of a third business called uh, Farm Fed Box. Uh, and you can learn more about that over at farmfedbox.com. And that's a business that we're talking about today. And I want to talk about uh, you know a little bit of the, the behind the scenes in setting up that website review a few of the tools that we use to make sure that this website you know effectively operates as a subscription box website mm-hmm. and i think it it's going to be you know it might not be immediately relevant or not maybe all parts of it won't be immediately relevant for you know a service based business let's say or right. you know i guess maybe the typical business of a listener who listens to this uh, this podcast but I think that there are different parts of this process, building this this website that I think are relevant. And, and you might walk away with, you know, maybe one, a new tool that you can use in your business or two, just some ideas on, of ways that you can kind of appropriate a concept for your business. Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially if you've ever considered starting an online shop, I know that there are probably aren't that many listeners who want us to start exactly what you did. So a subscription box that people get every month. But there might be pieces that you thought about for e-commerce that people have never considered, um, especially some of the tools that you integrated. So I'm excited to chat about those. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess first I should just kind of explain what it is. Yeah. Um, so I mentioned the website, farmfedbox.com. Um, and if you go over to farmfedbox.com, hopefully you'll see sort of right away that it's a monthly 15 pound box of meat. All right. So we're shipping uh, a monthly 15 pound box of pasture raised beef, chicken, and pork, all that was raised here on our farm. Um, and I'm not sure. I think I think in a couple of past episodes for people who have listened, um, I've mentioned the farm before. I think you've probably talked about the pigs. Yeah, maybe you know, our that chickens. is yeah, <laughs> of all the animals, right? That's the that's the you know kind of where most of my chores are centered. Yes. So, but anyways, so I've definitely talked about it on the podcast. But as you can imagine, I try not to talk about it too much because it's not super relevant to right. the content we usually <laughs> share on this podcast. So, anyways, it's so 15 pound box of pasture raised beef, chicken, and pork. It's shipped monthly. Um, we want people to be able to sign up anytime. All right. And then, you know, beyond that, we just wanted to to make sure that, I mean, there's a lot of questions around buying food, you know, right. is it, you know, non-GMO? Is it uh, raised ethically? Um, you know, all of these, you know, all of these different things. So those are all questions that we need to answer on the website. So where should we start? I think it might be helpful to talk about just some of the elements you needed to include on the website to even get people to buy your boxes. Yeah, no, that's a good place to start. So really what we wanted to focus on a few different things. One, I wanted to make sure that the website was visually appealing, you know, and I'd say... I mean, I did it, so check. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, we wanted to make sure it was visual appealing. Um, I would say that, you know, just like the agricultural industry in general, there are some really great examples out there. There are some, you know, a lot of examples that aren't so great and a lot of experiences that aren't so great. Right. Um, so we wanted to make sure it was visually appealing, uh, easy to use. We wanted to make sure that there were uh, elements for different content uh, types, such as like an FAQ section. Mm-hmm. We, we, you know, we thought just right away that people are going to have a lot of questions. You know, is the feed that the animals eat, is it non-GMO? Are your cows, you know, grass-fed and grass-finished? You know, how does it work? You know, things like that. So right. we wanted to make sure we had a robust uh, FAQ section. A big one was that we wanted a place that people could leave reviews. Okay. And I think just for really any business... Certainly a business that's new, 
Social proof is so key. And especially if you're going to take a chance on something like food and on something that's not particularly inexpensive, right? That we really need to bridge the trust gap. And so I, th- I think that reviews are going to be just absolutely crucial for us. So we wanted to right off the bat, have a place that people could leave reviews and have them, you know, show up on the website. Right. And that was something that you built into the site, correct? Yeah. And that's something, you know, so there's a tool and we can get into the specific tool that I use here in a minute, but we we're using a tool that uh, it's pretty awesome, you know, automates the sending process in terms of like the ask for the review, you know, when people leave a review, um, it, you know, it pops up straight on the, the website. Um, it looks pretty good, you know, at least, uh, compared to a lot of different review tools out there. Right. <laughs> so that was a, that was a thing that was something that I had to think through as well. Is that something that you would recommend most businesses do with their website? Or do you think that was specific for you and your business because it was a product? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that social proof, and and we've talked about this before, how important social proof is in the purchasing um, experience. And I would say that, you know, so a lot of social proof, whether it comes in the, in the form of reviews or testimonials or places that you've been featured, you Mm -hmm. know, whatever it might be, uh, you know, social proof really can cover a multitude of sins when it comes to your website, right? Right. Because, you know, we've all been on websites that are extremely popular that people purchase on all the time, but they're ugly websites. Right. You know? Like Amazon is not beautiful. Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) But, you know, like what's the one thing you look on on Amazon when you're looking at a new product? Your reviews. Exactly. I mean, I pretty much sort by reviews and Prime. I look at the most relevant because some of them are negative and some are positive. So even like shopping yesterday for your birthday present, I was looking at different things and it's like, wow, there's a big mix in here. So I don't (laughs) sort them. So I sort, you know, I go and filter them. So it's, you know, it it has to be like, if I'm purchasing something, the first results I'm going to look at are four stars and above and Amazon Prime. Okay. And that's how, and that's pretty much how I shop. But I I think regardless, like people want to know that the product is going to work. And and specifically, they want to know that the product's going to work for them. And one of the most powerful things about reviews is that you're getting your customers to talk about in their own words, your product and how it worked for them specifically. Right. You know, and so I can't think of a good example off the top of my head, but if we're, if we're trying to purchase a product, let's say maybe a tool that we want to use for a specific use case, maybe that use case isn't specifically mentioned on their website, Mm -hmm. but then you come across a review and somebody's like, oh, I bought this tool and I used it for X and it worked perfectly. You know, all of a sudden that's going to instill a lot of confidence that, okay, well, that's the use case I wanted to buy it for. And so it'll probably work for me too. Right. So would you put this like embeddable thing on like a photography website? Yeah, that's a great question too. Um, probably not. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I would say that, I mean, it depends on the photography website too, you know, and the t- type of photography. Mm-hmm. You know, if it was like, if all you did was the photo booths, you know, like your whole thing, your whole business was a photo booth business. And, you know, it's something that's probably relatively low cost compared to hiring, you know, a photographer for a wedding or something right. like that. Um, and people can go on and they can place their order and they don't necessarily have to talk to you about the photo booth before they, you know, you know, quote unquote, order the photo booth, then yeah, uh, you know, I would use it. But if you're a 
luxury level photographer, you know, that's probably, first of all, I doubt that your clients are going to fill it out. Yeah. Um, and then two, like how it shows up on your website, it looks, it probably wouldn't fit your brand. Yeah. I'd probably, if I was more of a service-based business, I'd probably still direct people to WeddingWire, Google reviews, Facebook reviews, and then just pick like snippets of what they say yeah. and put that on my website or email them personally, ask them questions, and then put the answers to their questions on my website. Yeah. And that's a good point because, you know, social proof isn't just reviews, right? So if you get a testimonial for somebody like that counts as uh, social proof, you can put that on your website. And that, you know, I think that that kind of thing can still instill confidence in somebody. But also just think about a luxury level photographer. If you're a luxury level photographer, like if I was starting a luxury brand, you know, photography business, I would be trying to get in with as many planners as possible. Right. But even that, that relationship is a form of social proof, mm-hmm. you know, because when that planner says to their client, like, hey, you have to book so-and-so, right. right? That referral there, that's a form of social proof in my book. So anyways, all that to say, probably wouldn't fit on certain websites, right. you know, like we don't have something like that on Davy and Krista, although, you know, I could see maybe it being helpful around specific products. But in general, I would say, you know, I think for for this business, it's going to be integral, right. um, but doesn't necessarily mean you have to have it for every business. Okay. Um, what are some other things that you definitely needed to include on this website? Yeah. So we needed to make sure that uh, we had a tool in place for both transactional emails and marketing emails. Um, we talked a lot. We talk a lot about on this podcast um, different marketing email platforms like Flowdesk and ConvertKit. Those would be examples of marketing emails. Uh, transactional emails are those emails that, like for instance, when you purchase something, you get sort of a you get an invoice. You know, like that's an example of a transactional email. Right. Or if you're signed up to a service and they have to send a message about there being downtime or about you know, some sort of change in your order or, you know, whatever, that's a transactional email. Transactional emails, as long as you are, you know, subscribing to the the service or you're a customer or whatever, like, you know, you can't really unsubscribe from those. Right. Uh, marketing emails are the types of emails that you, you can unsubscribe from. And then beyond that, just, you know, account section where people could manage their membership. And then the biggest question mark, of course, was shipping. That was... I think the area that required the most research and the most testing. Yeah. I mean, I've built many e-commerce sites now and shipping just isn't something that's like kind of standard built into even like WooCommerce or Shopify. And so it takes a lot of extra work and a lot of extra plugins I know to figure out shipping. Yeah. And it's it's so different from business to business. So there's oh, not... Yeah. there there. First of all, I would say that it's not like there's a lot of businesses out there that are sharing how they do this kind of stuff, right? You know, and there's not really a reason for them to, you know, be sharing about that kind of stuff. And, you know, the people who are teaching on it, you know, they, they provide, you know, good, like if you went, just went to YouTube and looked up reviews of different shipping plugins, like there's good content out there, but again, like making sure setting things up for your specific use case, you know, that's where things get tricky. So we had to figure that out as well. Okay. So you just talked about a lot of different things. I think maybe it might be good for you to break down which platform you used to start with. Cause we recently did an episode on WordPress versus show it. So, um, and there are even a lot of other e-commerce platforms out there. So which one did you choose for this business? Yeah, absolutely. So, and if you hear thunder in the background, a storm, an un- yeah. <laughs> a storm that was not on, uh, not forecasted is rolling through. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the rain is, is, uh, welcomed anyways. Uh, so we decided to go with Elementor and, uh, WooCommerce. And one of the reasons that we settled on, um, 
Elementor was because we wanted to use WooCommerce. And even within WooCommerce, we wanted to be able to use like kind of the full range of WooCommerce tools. Okay. Um, and so as you know, something that we talked about in the show at Versus Elementor podcast and and YouTube video is that yes, show it does work with WooCommerce, but it you know, sometimes you'll still be limited in terms of like what plugins then that are compatible. Right. You know? So we didn't really want to have to worry about that. Although we would have loved to use show it just because it's beautiful and easy. But we decided to go with Elementor WooCommerce. We looked at a number of different uh, membership solutions, such as MemberPress and Access Ally. We ultimately settled on WooCommerce memberships. And one of the reasons that we settled on WooCommerce memberships is because stuff like MemberPress and Access Ally really more focused on digital products. Right, like logging in and getting access to content. Exactly. So if we were releasing content and that was kind of central to uh, the business model, then those would have been great tools. But we need something that was actually to a certain extent simpler than that and could account for shipping. Again, right. shipping was the big question mark there. Yeah. And we initially tried to make MemberPress work, but there was going to be have to be too many workarounds when it came to shipping. So WooCommerce, WooCommerce memberships, and that way we could set up even our product, like our core product, the 15-pound box, right. as a product within WooCommerce. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just an area where we all feel really comfortable, I think. Um, right. And by all, I mean me and you, <laughs> who are doing primarily the uh, the website uh, stuff the, and marketing stuff. You know, by choosing WooCommerce, we could also use other tools that we knew would work well, uh, one of them being WooCommerce subscriptions. Right. So, and so uh, explain what that does. Yeah, absolutely. So WooCommerce subscriptions basically allows you to charge people you know, periodically right. um, and you can set the intervals, right? So for us, it's month to month or, you know, somebody could purchase, purchase an annual membership, which would renew each year. So, and it gets a lot more technical than that. You could say like, um, initial payment is X and then every payment after that is X amount. Like it gets yep. really intricate and fancy. Yeah. And there's a lot of really great for people who are doing some sort of membership, right? If you're using, if you decide to use WooCommerce memberships and maybe WooCommerce subscriptions with WooCommerce subscriptions, you can have a free trial. Right. Um, it, like you said, you could charge an upfront fee and then a ongoing fee after that. So it's really, I think, a pretty flexible subscription plugin. And it's premium, right? This one you pay for. WooCommerce itself is free. Yeah, WooCommerce is free. But as anybody who's used Shopify or WooCommerce knows, that, you know, or WordPress for that matter, like at the end of the day, you're going to end up paying for some of these tools like WooCommerce subscriptions, WooCommerce memberships, both you have to pay for. Another tool that um, we wanted to be able to, or another thing that we wanted to be able to do was um, provide people uh, the option to gift memberships mm -hmm. or gift boxes. So we had to get, you know, I think it's WooCommerce gifts you know, or right. whatnot. That's another paid tool. So a lot of the tools and a lot of these, they have free options. They're just going to be very limited. Yeah, they're going to, exactly. They're going to be very limited. So that's part of the reason we decided to choose, you know, go to the Elementor and then WooCommerce route. Okay. Do you want to talk about shipping? Because you probably had to add some extra software to get that to work, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's, you know, one thing that I didn't mess around with, and maybe I should have. And so maybe there's somebody out there listening that has shipping dialed in. Maybe you just come from a, <laughs> you know, that's your business. And, you know, so I would love, you know, I guess what I'm about to share about shipping is based on, you know, my research and, you know, kind of limited experience here. So, you know, if, if you have uh, suggestions for us, feel free to send us an email or DM us on Instagram uh, and let us know. But we decided to stay away from like Jetpack. I know that Jetpack 
you know, offers different, you know, shipping and tax solutions and things like that. Mm-hmm. In general, I've had a bad experience with Jetpack in the past. And I feel like it places a lot of burden on your website resources right. um, from what I understand. So, you know, we stayed away from that and we looked into different options. What we ultimately decided and why this was part of the reason why this was, uh, you know, kind of an issue figuring out is because, you know, the cost of shipping to California, for instance, is is obviously far more expensive than shipping, you know, locally in the mid-Atlantic area. Right. And you need to make sure it gets there by a certain time as opposed to like sending a t-shirt or a book, which I mean, people, it would be nice if it got there in like two days, but it doesn't normally need to be there in two days. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, when somebody... We needed basically there to be enough logic in our shipping solution so that if somebody was in the mid-Atlantic area where we can ship anything within one day, Mm -hmm. just ground, that's an option for them. Whereas anybody who's out in California, ground isn't an option because it would take a week to get there. And the meat, you know, at least, at least some of the meat would, would go bad. Right. So we really needed everything to get there within two days. So a lot, a lot of different things that we had to work through there. What we ultimately decided to settle on were two tools, Shippo, which is a tool we feel really good about, and I'll talk more about in a second, Okay. and then the WooCommerce FedEx plugin. I'm sure there's something better out there than the WooCommerce FedEx pl- plugin. It's pretty cool that FedEx has a plugin. So like, does UPS have a plugin in USPS? I'm not sure. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't check for the UPS one in particular. And it's funny, we actually use UPS most of the time. Okay. So FedEx, though, there was a plugin. Mm-hmm. So we... You know, that's part of the reason why we're going with FedEx. It was easy enough to set up and set shipping zones. So again, some of that logic was built in, like it could automatically, you know, detect based based on somebody's address, here are the options that you're going to give somebody. And we found that FedEx prices were very representative of the different shipping prices we we can get. Okay. You know, so ultimately, Shippo is going to allow us to choose a uh, carrier Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, print the label. And so- FedEx basically um, allows for us to feel good about um, the price we're quoting the customer, but then also just make sure that everybody's getting kind of accurate information. So if I live in Arizona and I'm ordering a meat box, is it FedEx that gives me the price estimate or is it Shippo? It's FedEx. It's FedEx. Yeah. And so then it's Shippo, all based on FedEx's prices. And then once I place my order, you use Shippo to choose how you're going to do the label and the shipping. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So that's why you did both. Yeah. And, and that's the other thing is like carriers in different areas, mm-hmm. like there could be a better carrier to get it to you more, most efficiently. Okay. Um, and so Shippo allows us to, at a glance, all of that populates. So there's a connection between Shippo and our WooCommerce store. Mm-hmm. All of that order information populates in Shippo. It can, I can easily print bulk labels if I need to, but then I can also go into each order and I can say, okay, this is the best fit for these different orders. Okay. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. And so, and it gets, you know, you know, it gets a little bit more complicated than that, but we don't have to get into that on a podcast where people can't actually see that's what okay. we're talking about. So. And are these like a monthly fee or an annual fee? That's a good question. So Shippo has a, a free option where you then pay per label uh-huh. uh, at a certain point that doesn't make sense and you jump up to a different plan, you know, but I want to say like their first paid plan starts at something like $10 a month. Okay. The FedEx plugin definitely costs, you know, as you know, all these WooCommerce plugins seen too. Uh, I think the FedEx plugin was somewhere in the ballpark of 50 or $100 a year. Which is pretty standard for a WooCommerce like extension plugin. Yeah. You're looking at, I feel like for most extension plugins for WooCommerce, you're looking at 50 to $100 a year 
Um, and it, again, it's, it's annual versus monthly. So okay. it's, you know, um, whereas I think, you know, and I don't have as much experience with Shopify, but I feel like a lot of the Shopify tools were monthly. I think they are monthly and Shopify itself. The cheapest version is $9 a month or something. Yeah, even to, to do start. Shopify light. And yeah. then to add any of the things that we've just talked about, you, you're adding at least once a month, another payment. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, anyways, we can move on from shipping. So where should we go next? Uh, do you want to explain this fancy reviews tool that you found? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, judge, uh, what the tool that we decided to use was, is called judge.me. All right. Which I think is a witty name. It is. It is clear. Uh, if you go to judge.me that you can see the tool that we're using, um, judge me was apparently originally created for Shopify. Um, and if you use it on Shopify, there's a free version and there's a paid version. If you use it on WooCommerce though, you get the 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 version you get is the free version, but it is, it is the premium version. That's cool. So you get the premium features for free on WooCommerce. At I don't least, at least for now. Yeah, at <laughs> least for now. At least for now. I actually, you know, and the only reason I know that is because I, I don't I don't feel like I saw this on their website. I went, I you know started using the tool, got it all set up, uh-huh. tested it, was like, this is awesome. I'm definitely going to upgrade to the premium plan. Uh-huh. And so I emailed them. I'm like, I can't find an upgrade button. How do I upgrade? And they're like, oh, you already get it at, since you use, it's free on WooCommerce. And wow. I was like, that's amazing. That so, is amazing. Yeah. I mean, with that said, I want to say that their awesome plan or whatever they call it is only $10 a month. Okay. So it's it's relatively inexpensive as far as website tools go. And how does it look? I feel like that's a key component. Well, you've seen it, right? <laughs> Haven't yeah. you seen it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think but, it looks... I, but the podcast listeners have not seen it probably. Yeah. Well, I was just saying you could answer that question. <laughs> I think it looks pretty good. You know, there's a, a fair amount of customization that you can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, it's not like you can design exactly how it looks, but um, you can keep it simple enough where it certainly doesn't distract from your website. So our setup for it is pretty simple, just in terms of aesthetics, like how it looks. And then the automated emails that you send, you can set up, like you can customize the email template. So it has all of our colors and our fonts and things like that. Uh, It still looks like an automated email, you know, like it it doesn't look like something you would send out of Flowdesk, but it still looks pretty good. And those come in, like if I leave a review, I'm guessing you send like an automated thank you or something? Yeah, so what happens is, I mean, there's all sorts of things you can do with it. But okay. just to sort of scratch the surface here, if you order a box, once that order is marked as completed, it's going to show up in our reviews dashboard. You know, you as a customer who could potentially leave a review. We have That's sent very cool. Yeah, we've sent increments, time intervals. Uh-huh you know, when you'll get a notification to to actually go leave a review. So that's okay. all automated. Cool. You can send it manually. So I could go in there and hit send now and it would send you the email that says, hey, you recently received this box. We hope you loved it. Would you mind leaving a review? It will help other customers make their decision or something along those lines. So, and all of that can be customized. Okay. And there's even more that it does beyond that. And I'm trying to think some of the other, like, for instance, picture reviews, you know, if someone wanted to upload pictures, we didn't want to go that route because I just feel like that looks, it Meet, doesn't look great. On the- I can tell you that meat is not easy to photograph. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, Because I like- took all of your product <laughs> shots. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we, you know, uh, there's, and there's other things that it can do. So I'm sure we're just scratching the surface with it, but it was super easy to set up. And I was just really impressed with it. Also had, had to jump on with support. Um, once or twice, just as I was figuring things out. Okay. I mean, somebody answered right away. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it was like a in-app chat, that sort of thing. So it was it was good. 
So if you have a physical products WooCommerce shop, would you say that this is better to use than like the standard built-in reviews into WooCommerce? Oh, 100%. Okay. Yeah, 100%. And, I, and this is one area where I probably looked at to 12 different tools That's a before lot. making up my mind. Yeah. I didn't download and install all 10 to 12 tools, right. but I, you know, I did a fair amount of research on this before, before getting it set up. That's, I mean, I think that's, you know, all I have to say about judge me. Okay. Very cool. Um, all right. For marketing emails, what did you end up using? Yeah. So we went with Flowdesk. Cool. So again, you know, I, I went <laughs> back and I listened to our podcast episode comparing ConvertKit and Flowdesk. Um, you know, I think one of the things that I really like about Flowdesk that made it a easier decision was it's beautiful, right? And so we're able to send emails that look visually appealing. There is, you know, I know we're, we're not a creative business, you know, in the same way like that they created, uh, you know, at least in the same vein that the creative businesses that we serve are, right? Right. Um, but there is a lot to show off. You know, we have this, you know, beautiful farm, you know, so there is an imagery aspect to what we do for sure. Right. Um, I mean, two important. of your wives... We're photographers, so exactly. we give you great visuals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there is, um, you know, so that was one of the reasons. And the other thing is like, you just can't beat, I mean, it's $20 right. for unlimited emails, unlimited subscribers. And I want to mention, I think they're getting rid of that beta price at some point this year. Oh. I don't know that for sure. Okay. I don't know that for sure. So you can do a double check. I mean, that price can't be beat. Right. You know? So if you want a mailing list and you haven't signed up for any software yet, sign up for Flowdesk now. Exactly. Yeah. So, and we can include a link in uh, the show notes for for you to do that. Yeah. Because if you sign up with somebody else's link, it's only $20 forever for you. But if you yeah. just sign up on their site, I think it's 40. 40 or 49. I can't 40, remember. Yeah. It's more. Yeah. So the only downside about choosing Flowdesk though, is that we needed to use Zapier to integrate Flowdesk and WooCommerce. But with that said, you actually need Zapier to integrate ConvertKit and WooCommerce now that I think about it. Yes. Yeah. And so you're probably going to end up having to get the WooCommerce Zapier plugin so that Which you can use Zapier. Paid? It, as, like, <laughs> yeah. Just, it's See, another paid free, plugin. There are lots of free WordPress plugins out there. There, I mean, I have a very specific way that I wanted to build this yeah. website. But I will say, if you want to use Zapier, you have to use the WooCommerce Zapier plugin. Okay. Like, it's just, you can't get around it. And so this, when... And when I buy a box, that's how my email gets added to your list through Zapier. Yeah, Is so that basically, why you had to do it? yeah. So basically, okay. when you buy a box, right? Uh, and this will be used for like leads too, of course. But like, we want when you buy a box mm -hmm. for you to get certain emails that uh, will hopefully make your experience better. Right. Like just letting you know what to expect, maybe sending you some recipes. You know, letting you know just simple things about the box. Like, hey, if you're not going to use this meat in the in a week, you right. know, whatever you're not going to use in a week, you should go in the freezer, right? right? You know, things like that. So that's one of the reasons why we we needed Zapier. Okay. But Zapier is just helpful to have. And honestly, if you're if you're in business long enough, you'll probably end up using it for, for something. Oh my gosh. So, we have so many Zaps in our Zapier yeah. account. Zapier just allows you to link two tools that don't natively integrate with, e with yes. each other. So for anybody wondering, uh, for transactional email deliverability, we signed up for an SMTP account. And basically, again, transactional emails are just those emails that are triggered from transactions. <laughs> so, and, and technically, they're all built into WooCommerce, but we have found that they don't always get delivered right unless you add it. Yeah. An and can you explain what an SMPT? Yeah. So just to, just to review that real quick, but there's a lot of different tools that you can use for... Right. There's a lot of different tools that you can use for transactional emails. 
I don't think I could get into the nuts and bolts of the of what SMTP is. You know, it stands <laughs> for Simple Mail Transfer Protocol. All right. Okay. Um, and the gist of it, I think, what people need to know is that ensures that your email actually gets to the recipient. Right. And so, you know, for instance, on on the WordPress side of things, a popular plugin is, and I'm, I can't remember exactly, but it's, it's like SMTP something. something like Mail Mailgun. No, a mailgun's another mailgun's the name like of a company okay. um, that provides you know like email services or whatnot. Uh-huh. Um, we can we'll link to it in the in the show notes uh, for people if they want to check out what SMTP plugin we used. But it's connected to an actual SMTP account as well. Okay. So, anyways, long story short, we use that for our transactional emails. We have customized our transactional emails in WooCommerce so that you know. The emails reflect our brand colors and things like that, include a little bit of extra information where we feel like extra information is needed. All right. I feel like we've been through a lot so far. Are there any other things that you needed to add to this site to make it work the way you wanted it to work? Yeah. I mean, we can do, you know, sort of a quick speed round here. One of the things that I already mentioned was Zapier. Uh, Zapier integrates tools that don't integrate with each other. Downside, Zapier, you know, is you're going to need a paid plan of Zapier pretty quickly. Something else just sort of keep in mind. Rank Math Pro is the SEO plugin that we're currently using. Uh, we have a video coming out at some point on Rank Math versus Yoast versus SEO Press. Okay. Uh, we have experience with all three of those, but we've been using a Rank Math Pro of late. WP Rocket is another tool that we use for site speed. And we've talked about WP Rocket before on different uh, episodes and right. you know throughout different blog content and stuff. Cartflows is another one. This is a pretty cool tool that we're trying to get set up and running for our checkout. And it just uh, allows you to add a lot more customization to your checkout flow mm-hmm. um, that's not native to WooCommerce. Right. Because by default, the WooCommerce checkout is pretty basic. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so excited to get cart flows uh, up and running. So, uh, you know, just kind of in summary, that's, you know, <laughs> that's the stack that we're using on this website, you know, uh, and just to review uh, WooCommerce Elementor. Beyond that, for shipping, we're using Shippo and the WooCommerce FedEx plugin. We decided to go with judge.me for reviews. For marketing emails, we're using Flowdesk. For transactional emails, we're set up through a plugin whose name I can't remember right now <laughs> using uh, that's that's uh, that's connected to an SMTP account. Okay. Um, more details on that in the show notes. And then, like I said, Zapier, Rank Math Pro, WP Rocket, CartFlows. Okay. So if people want to check out this very well-stacked site, where can they go? <laughs> they can go to farmfedbox.com. Our next set of deliveries for this month go out next week. Okay. All right. So if you are interested in something like this, if you're subscribed already to, you know, another, you know, kind of meat box subscription and, and you're considering switching, you know, definitely check it out. Or if you've never done it before, there's a there's an option just to try it out. Just to try like one box. Yeah, exactly. And you can go, you can check that out as well. Um, right now we only deliver to the continental 48 states. All right. Plus DC. Right. So we're not shipping yet to Alaska or Hawaii, I don't think. Uh, and then we're not shipping out of the United States yet. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. You haven't figured cool. that part out yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a whole nother piece. That's a whole nother piece. <laughs> Anyways, take a look. I hope you at least enjoy the website. And hopefully, you know, even if that's not the, the type of website you're looking to build, that you found something helpful. Thanks for tuning in to the Brands That Book Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review in iTunes. For show notes and other resources, head on over to DavianCrista.com. 